Where do you go for comics new and old? Uh, garage sales? Wrong! Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? Uh, in magazines, mostly. Wrong again! And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Well, there are lots of different options if you're looking for something... <laughs> so incredibly wrong! Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. Meet Star Trek star William Shatner and Hellboy's Ron Perlman July 13th through the 15th in Boise, Idaho. Then meet Gotham stars Robin Lord Taylor and Sean Pertwee August 3rd through the 5th in Winston-Salem. Then meet Guardian stars Dave Bautista and Palm Clementia and the Winter Soldier Sebastian Stan August 23rd through the 26th in Chicago, Illinois. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDAIR at checkout. No space. (laughs) To get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? The, The internet? Oh, good answer. Really? No! Wizard World Comic Con! Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. This is Hermes Conrad, Eurocrad Level Grade 36, and you are listening to the Candair Podcast. No, stop it and get back to work! and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today to talk about the Kickstarter going till August 8th for the comic The Body Tales of Laszlo Kale, we welcome Andrew Maxwell. Thanks so much for being with us, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Going to have a good time today on the show in our retro roundtable. It was this month in 1947 that the events of Roswell, New Mexico took place. You know, whether or not you're a believer or a, spe- a skeptic, but uh, seems like only yesterday, doesn't it? Though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so in the retro roundtable, we're going to be talking about aliens in television and cinema, and I couldn't remember if we've ever touched on that before or not. I, I, maybe I don't know if we just have or not. maybe we have once. I can't remember, but if we did, it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. and it's it's a fertile ground once again. That'll be a lot of fun. Then uh, we're going to swing open the door to the comic vault. Jack, what do you have over there? Death or glory. The title says it all, really, doesn't it? When you hear what the story's about, you're kind of like, okay. (laughs) It doesn't fit with the title, I guess, but at at the same time, the story, yeah. I can imagine that quote being printed on the back of the graphic novel. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, okay. (laughs) I like it. One of the books we'll be talking about there. Then we're going to turn our full attention over to Andrew and talk about Laszlo Kale. But before we do that, uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at CandairPod and Instagram Canned underscore Air. And we're also on Patreon.com uh, forward slash CandairPod. Head over that way if you want to become a patron, get access to our Patreon show that you can only get by Becoming a $5 a month backer, and I think is a decent show, wouldn't you say? I think so, yeah. Catalog's growing by the month, so uh, well, about yeah. About to be another one here in a couple days next week? Yeah, yeah, actually there is, so uh, yeah, get on board. Get on the Candare Patreon bandwagon. And uh, what else, Jack? What am I forgetting? Wizard World. Oh, yeah. Going to a Wizard World convention. What's coming up? Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And then after that is a Chicago, yes. I believe. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to those shows at checkout on wizardworld.com, use Candare with no space at checkout, and you'll get yourself a cool 10% off the ticket price. That goes a long way when you're buying con tickets, people. It's pricey. It's parking or something at the con you can buy. Yeah, we want to help you. Help us help you. <laughs> Jack, it looks like our dear friends over at Adult Swim have uh, sent us yet another awesome little prize here. I don't—I shouldn't call it a prize, just a gift. I've been thinking about them lately. I think 
Yeah, that's, I was wondering, it's been a while since we heard from him. It's like that. Uh... It's the funniest thing, because every time I think, oh, you know, it's been a while since we heard from Adult Swim. I should probably email somebody. Like, I come home and there's something on the front door. <laughs> and stuff. I was like, oh, they didn't forget after all. You got to love them. But Venture Brothers coming out. Uh, August 5th, a brand new season starts at midnight. Set your DVRs. But yeah, they have sent us a deadly kite, or excuse me, a kite of the monarch. Which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a I, battle kite, too. I was hoping if we could have gotten an early enough start to go out and actually get video of ourselves flying this thing around or doing something with it. But uh, so you might get it in the air and get the drone to fly around on it. Oh, cool. yeah! Until the until the string gets caught up in the propeller, yeah, you get a little too close. Then and then down yeah. a drone <laughs> and a kite <laughs> and a monarch deadly battle kite. But I always love getting stuff from Adult Swim. Never gets old. They send mm-hmm. the coolest stuff over. I want to thank them again and again. Remind everybody: August fifth, Sunday at midnight, a new season of The Venture Brothers begins. Set those DVRs. It's been a while since the last season. So How long has it been? I, they've gone, I think, a couple of years. I mean, it's kind of like Rick and Morty type thing. I see. That's I a, see. You get a handful of episodes, and then you got to wait for a while. But they, I hope that doesn't become the norm just to build anticipation. Yeah, right. Because that would suck. I guess it's all about that creative writing. they got to get those juices flowing, and it takes a little while to get the good stuff. Because I haven't seen the show a lot, but what I have seen, it's freaking hilarious. I'll have to check it out. I've yeah. never actually uh, sat and watched it, but uh, I mean... Just this character here, the monarch, he looks uh, he looks pretty entertaining. He can butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How more menacing can you be? When it gets nice out, we'll have to get this out and fly it around, get an Instagram video and put it up. Heck yeah. That'd be fun. Let's go fly a kite. <laughs> all right. <laughs> with all that behind us, let's just kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. All right, guys. Aliens in TV and cinema. Let's start with Andrew. Andrew, name that first alien. So I, I had a ton of ideas uh, that just kind of hit me. Uh, but X-Files was definitely one that that I thought of right away. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but that uh, I was a little kid when that was, was on originally, and it used to scare the shit out of me, to be, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I remember it being on. I didn't, I didn't watch it too much in its original run, but... Uh, it's funny how within the past few years, and maybe it's just because they came back to television, uh, but it had a really big resurgence in popularity. I, I think just over the 4th of July, there was a channel, maybe it was Sci-Fi? I don't remember what channel it was. They did a whole like days-long X-Files marathon. Must be part of the, because of the whole retro topic we got going on that they could brought be. back. Could be. They're cashing in on the same shit we are. <laughs> I, I never really could get into it. I, I don't know if it was... Really? Yeah, it was on, I think, later than I stayed up. And it was on, what, Sundays or something, wasn't it? It was on uh, After the Simpsons on Sunday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah like 9 o'clock, wasn't that right, Andrew? I, I was. I would always catch it just kind of randomly from time to time because I, I couldn't stay up that late a lot of times. But uh, I but I remember just it was one of those things where I would kind of try to sneak watch it. And it was it, it, the tone changed from episode to episode. Sometimes it would be almost kind of humorous. Sometimes it would be more of a linear thing with the ongoing story, and then sometimes they would just have like these really creepy, weird episodes out of nowhere. So it was kind of, you know, all over the place. Yeah, it had everything you love with science fiction and then cheesy '90s drama. I think because I never rolled knew into one what it was about, and then I watched an episode and it was aliens, and I was like, eh. Just wasn't my forte at the time, I guess. Right. It was like the good, the good uh, working formula that that this that uh, like Walker Texas Ranger used. They X Files <laughs> just did it right, right. You know, every episode there's a there's a new horror to deal with, a new alien, or I don't know, some lore come to life. It'd be like Bigfoot, or mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be anything. It was it was yeah. just out there. It was neat. I saw the movie. It's not the last movie that came out, but the. I forgot there was only they one had other movie, movies. wasn't it? Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, I need to catch up. Next <laughs> files. By you, Jack. Alf. Damn it! Quit looking at my list. Yeah, I knew that was going to be on your list. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish they'd bring him back. You think Alf could uh, sustain 
I don't know. Do you think he could last in today's world? Well, maybe not in just a TV sitcom. It'd probably have to be like a Nickelodeon show or something like that, maybe. How would how could you revamp Alf successfully? I don't, did they ever give him a going away when they ended the show? I don't remember. No, I'm trying to think of how you could successfully bring back Alf. Did you ever watch Alf, Andrew? I know of it, yeah. I, just, just, I definitely remember how he looks like, but uh, yeah, I don't remember it too much. How did, did he get left, or did he come visit? He was stranded. Was he stranded? He was I don't remember. I don't remember if he had his ship in like the Tanner's garage, or if he was just always trying to build something to communicate back to Melmac. But uh, yeah, he was stranded <laughs> here. And then when the cartoon series came out, then he uh, on that show he was back home. Like he was yeah, on that's right, yeah. That's why I fell off the bandwagon seeing Elf's feet. Even though you saw him every once in a while on the show, always kind of Muppets when you see their feet just doesn't work for me for some reason. Yeah, Elf. <laughs> Elf was awesome. I uh, I had figurine. Actually, I think I have an Elf figure up on the shelf here. He's back uh, on the Happy Meal toy shelf uh, there, but. Wearing like an old lady's dress or something? No, that's a Bernstein bear. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it is. I see her now. Bernstein. Stain. Bernstein. Read those books. As, yeah, I've not thought about them in probably 20 years. Fucking but. Mandela effect crap. <laughs> Boy, it got me. It really did. Yeah, yeah those books were, uh, they were big. I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, I think they probably still are amongst. Uh, they always gave me the creeps the way their mouth was shaded because it was like that crosshatch shading and it just. Something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> Looked into it. the depths of your soul. <laughs> it wasn't just opaque. It was crosshatched, so there was lines mm-hmm. in their mouth. It's like eating mouthful of spider webs or something. I don't know. No, they've been around, I think, for years. But I, I remember in the late 80s, they, were, they had a res- like a surge in popularity. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I know they had a... Well, I think there was a TV show at one point. It was a cartoon, I remember, yeah. But, Definitely. Uh, oh, What's that? Yeah, I definitely caught some of those. I remember the show, or, or at least episodes of something. So that must have been what uh, spurred the the figurines at McDonald's. To oh, come probably, out yeah. But, but I think there were even different Happy Meals where you could actually get books, too. Maybe it came with both. I don't remember. It was like 87. <laughs> but uh, What do you got for Aliens? Aliens. Well, uh, one of my favorites, and not biased just because I like the Ninja Turtles, but the Krang I always found to be mm, a cool yeah. alien race. I enjoyed them. They, uh, especially in the newer incarnations, you know, back in the old days, it was just like one little brain with arms that they called Krang. You know, Krang is the name of the species, the, species, the, yeah. the, the race. So there's a bunch of them. And uh, I don't know, just how they remain incognito on earth you know riding around in human exoskeleton bodies mm-hmm. disguised as real humans i just i always loved it they i love the be, way they talk they could be anywhere you could be a crank i know i could be a crank that is an alien how do they how do they talk on the the nickelodeon show <laughs> oh boy you'd have it's to like, give me a minute to construct so specific the yeah <laughs> the one that is crank recognizes the one that is jack it's hilarious yeah, uh, we're back to you, Andrew. What do you got? Um, Men in Black was another one that I was. It, it, I, I honestly haven't watched it in a long time, but I remember when that first came out, I, I was like loving that movie. I uh, was unfortunate enough to catch the second one on television oh. the other night. But oh. as bad as a, of a movie as that one is, I still felt kind of obligated to like watch it. It was still kind of refreshing to kind of jump back into the. Men in Blackfield. It's been mm-hmm. a while. And uh, it was kind of fun. It was a bad movie, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> I loved the first one and the third yeah. one, but that, that middle one. It's kind of the same thing with Ocean's uh, 11, 12, and 13. Stay away from 12. The middle one's off. <laughs> but the bookend movies there, they're, they're really good. I remember coming out of the theater seeing Men in Black thinking, man, anyone around here could be an alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and the whole very end with the the universe was in a marble. Right. And it was just an alien playing marbles with the universe. So I was like, man, my head just blew up. It was so funny to see the end of that movie when uh, Will Smith, you know, they, they do a quick shot where he's like the new in charge agent and the the female who was in the movie with him. I don't remember her name. Oh, yeah. But she became like his secondary agent. Mm-hmm. 
how he like took on this whole new style. Like it wasn't just a normal suit and tie. Now he had the kind of like a preacher's collar going with like these little <laughs> itty bitty like spectacle like shades on. It, he was the know. king shit all of a sudden. Well, but that's just it. When the movie came out, that look was king shit. And now it's like, oh my God, look what the fuck he's wearing. <laughs> Ray-Bans made a comeback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it based on a comic, actually? Did I was did I read that right? Or something like that? Uh, what's Initial- that now? I'm sorry? Wasn't it a co- based on a comic initially or something? Yes. The Men in Black is... Uh, you know, I actually found something. I was in visiting my sister. She lives in Illinois. And brother-in-law, and we went to a bookstore, and they had one of the old original Men in Black uh, comics. And if it's the same thing that uh, you're speaking of, I mean, it was very simplistic, just like a like a yellow color cover with black text on the front, maybe like a few little drawings of uh, men, like agents there. But it was more of like a, a descriptive, like in, informing you of the Men in Black, right? Like the the. Uh, I can't remember exactly. I didn't know it was a comic. I thought it was just a. I don't think it's like a comic in the traditional comic like we have here. You know, like. Oh, okay. I think they were like using. And correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew. Do you know anything about the the comic? Well, because I, I, uh, what guy's name was Doug Tenenpaul, or let me look it up. Yeah, I want to look up some stuff myself here because I've always uh, wanted to delve a little bit deeper into that. It's just hard it, to it, like creature thing, creature. Let me look it up. Creature tech. Can you guys know what creator I'm talking about? He's like a writer artist. Um, oh, uh, give me one second. It's almost up here. Lowell Cunningham, Doug Tenenpole is who I have. So maybe I'm thinking of a totally different thing. Um, creature tech. Yeah, I think I'm confusing them. Um, so you're probably right. Whatever you're looking at. Um, but yeah, I think I'm thinking of something else. But yeah, I just thought it was originally some kind of comic basis to it. Yeah, let me see here. This the original publication date on this like says the early '90s. So the one I'm, That's looking, what I'm looking at, at too. is not the one I was thinking of. The one I saw. Oh, I wish I would have bought it. I should have bought the damn thing. But it it looked. I think it was dated from like the '60s or '70s. It was older and just very like two tone, just like colored paper with black print up the front and i don't even know if the inside was all comic or if it was even comic at all but it just looked like it was uh more informative of the secret agency that's all around you that hides in plain sight you know and here that here's what to look for kind of stuff i don't know i could be horribly mistaken about that <laughs> but that's what i took from it yeah, everything i'm seeing shows like from the show type stuff going on with H and K. I took a picture of it somewhere. I'll have to look for it. Actually, Jack, why don't you go ahead and go? I'm going to look for said picture. <laughs> go what? Oh, for aliens? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Predator. Ooh. It's one Good of the one. coolest ones. I remember when I was a uh, kid, I'd get Fangora magazine on the oh, download. Oh, yeah. My parents wanted to, they wanted to let me have that. You just got a glimpse of that magazine and your ass was in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they had for sale, it was a whole mask of the Predator where you could get, like, some of the, the chest or most of it was just the, the headpiece. But that thing was, it was probably about 200 bucks. And, man, if I was a little bit better with my money, I'd have had that bastard. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that magazine, just seeing all the, the way makeup and stuff worked. It was cool. And the fronts were so eccentric and loud, like the big, like, red blood-dripping letters yeah. with, with something's mouth jarred open. Something and... from some movie. But I never watched half of those movies because they'd scare the hell out of me. But I'd sit there and look at, the like, how the stuff was done. There it is. This is the picture I took. Huh. And in the bottom quarter, it stated, uh, it says 70, 1970. And it says Timothy Green Beckley. So I'm going to look that up really quick. Is this interesting or should I just put this to rest? No, it is. It's the way it's put together. It's stapled on the spine. Just like, not like a booklet staple like comics are, but it's actual two staples. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a... A cheap production. It's a manifesto. (laughs) Is Fansport Magazine still going? Because I remember that too. I don't know if it is or not. I don't think I've... Well, walking in the grocery store, walking by the magazines, I don't think I... It's mostly guns and ammo and 
good housekeeping anymore. Occasional little kid stuff, but yeah, I don't I don't know if it is. It might just be on web online now. Yeah, I used to work at Barnes and Nobles before that that all shut down, and uh, I remember seeing that pretty prominently. I love that magazine. I used to I have uh, a ton of stuff from there. I used to work at a Sam Goody, and in the middle of the store was a huge magazine rack, and boy, that thing was just awesome. It was so <laughs> awesome, especially at the time I was working there, early 2000s. You know, you had on one side Wizard Magazine, sitting next to Toy Fair Magazine, sitting above uh, Fangora, next to Heavy Metal. You know, there was, well, what else was there? FHM Magazine, mm-hmm. Maxim Magazine. Yep. I don't think it, these exist anymore. I like ninety percent so, yeah. of everything I've listed here is gone, right? What else? I mean, there were so many good magazines back in the day. Who looks at paper anymore? It's all I, on your phone. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but when as soon as these magazines say their format's moving to like your phone, I'm disinterested. Same here. It's, I don't yeah. want to read the magazine on my phone. I want to get have it in my hand. You're probably going to get pop ups all over the place. You can. I'm tired of pinching and expanding text I'm not so prone read to read it. it if it's on my phone no if I have it in my hand you know I, I, I'll read it then phone's all about the pictures not that that's any reason or anything but it's a good point though to bring up because it's a, comics I don't particularly mind uh, reading them digitally but there is certain things like magazines where it's like you got I, I want to hold it in my hand if I'm going to read those articles yeah, and I always say on the show, especially with comics, you know, I, it's, I have to sit at the computer almost when I read yeah. a digital comic. Because if I do it on my phone or iPad, I am out. I fall straight to sleep. I happen to sit there and turn the orientation left and right, depending on the way the, the panel goes. Well, like, if you, it's like, pain in the butt too. like, go to, like, Comixology or something, they've got, like, really cool things that'll, like, uh, move the camera around to on the for the panel or yeah. on the panels for you. But uh, yeah, when you're straight up just opening a PDF and looking through it, it can be, uh, it just it just knocks me out straight away. So yeah, I just looked up this guy whose name was on this book again, Timothy Green Beckley, and it looks like uh, he's just he writes a bunch of books on just kind of the unexplained, kind of UFO-y kind of stuff. So this uh, we kind of hit a dead end here. So maybe that's the inspiration for the movie itself. Could be. I'll have to look more into it when we're not on, uh, not taking people's time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, are we uh, we back to me? Yep. Has uh, everybody here seen Arrival with Amy Adams? No. No. What about you, Andrew? Oh, yeah, that's the new one, right? With the language and all that stuff, right? Yes. And um, damn, what a good movie. Is it? Yes, I agree. But those aliens were. Just freaking amazing. They were awesome. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, we all have seen the image of the greys, the the little humanoid, big head, uh, big, big eyes. eyes, little mouth, little nose, um, pop culture aliens, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's stupid to think they would be anything close to humanoid. You know, the, their biology, their makeup, their everything would be so far distant from what we are and that's exactly what that movie showed you you know um i don't want to spoil anything because you need to watch it it's really good <laughs> i'll probably i think i probably went to watch it but the wife was like oh, i don't want to watch it now so usually i've got to start watching it while she's there and then she'll get sucked get in her hooked later in on. yep yeah yeah well hopefully my testimonial will be the tipping point that you watch <laughs> I just and I could be crazy on this, but wasn't there another movie called Arrival that came out in like the early two thousands or nineties with like Charlie Sheen and like the the aliens, their legs, the the knees like moved the opposite way. Is that ringing any bells? Was it? It does ring a bell. Was the it legs, Charlie Sheen or was it Mark Wahlberg? But like you know, like the knees, it was super creepy. Like they bent the other way. Like they uh, bent forward. Like. Or, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like like, like a uh, like a chicken. Yeah, yeah, like a chicken. Exactly, exactly. Because mm. I, I think it is. Yeah, it is. It is Charlie. It is yeah. Charlie Sheen. Yep. Yeah. I think, did I see that one? I think I did see that. Do you have a picture I can see, like a cover or something? I want to um, see here. Oh, that does look familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember those the legs. And they just went in the complete opposite direction, and it was just, ugh. 
That's kind of the same. Well, I guess they're not in the opposite direction, but they had uh, like two sets in these: the aliens from uh, Independence Day. Oh, that uh, was yeah. on. Too. That was on my list too, definitely. Yeah, I uh, adore the look of those aliens. I love their whole exosuits. Uh, they were cool all the way around. Um, what did you th- did you happen to see the second Independence Day movie, Andrew? I didn't. Was uh, was it a big letdown? <laughs> oh, you don't have to watch it to know that much. But um, the trailer showed that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I had such high hopes because I was like, I love the first one, man. But then I went and watched the first one, and it hasn't dated well. It hasn't no. aged well. But uh-huh. um, it'll always be one of my favorites. I love that alien, especially watching it on a high def screen, like the explosions. They almost the the animation's not smooth. It gets choppy. Yeah, there's so even bad. a point at the end of the movie, like when they're racing to get out of the mothership before it blows up. They have stolen the uh, alien ship, or mm-hmm. it's the same one they flew in on, I guess. But and there are two more alien ships in pursuit of them from behind. And there's a few uh, image, like still not stills, a few shots where you can see they forgot to put the uh, like the paint. Uh, the texturing on, on those little ships because they're just like straight up flat white, like just <laughs> moving back and forth. I don't know. It's funny how something can look amazing and then give me five minutes, I'll finish it. We don't have time. We got to put this in the movie now. We're out of money. Yeah. Well, look what happened with the ET Atari game after yeah. that kind of pressure. I just remember that, like you're going back to you brought up the the exoskeletons where it was like. Uh, it looked like that was the alien, and then it was actually the a little alien inside where they had like a living bio armor. I, I love that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was, that so, was cool. so. When they peeled away the thing from its face, and uh, you first saw its eyes like slide open, mm-hmm. that was so neat. I uh, that's why when I went to the toy store downtown, I had to buy the, the one I used to have the on the shelf one. here. Yeah. It's so cool because the head will. It's one point had a working sensor on it. You could put put a battery in it, set it up, and if somebody walks in the way of this laser, the head splits open and exposes the little alien sitting inside. That's awesome. But it's not threatening at all, and it doesn't work. So, and his tentacle broke, so he's kind of propped up in the closet, looking sad. I think that would be a bad way to go if it was the alien just all of a sudden it popping open anytime any walk anyone walked by. Someone walk by with mace, and all of a sudden, surprise! You're dead. <laughs> no, <laughs> those aliens were cool. The second one, they had the the queen. Remember the? Did you see the second one? Mm-mm. Yeah, no, she's no. giant though. Yeah, yeah. Was... I remember seeing the previews of like giant alien legs, and I was like, what? Yeah. What's even the premise? Like they just come back? They want revenge or something? Or it's like 20 what was it 20 years exactly was it 25 yeah it was like I think it was 20 I think it was 20 they uh the the distress signal finally hit and they finally finally got back back to their uh colony and then so they this was their reinforcements coming in but we reversed engineered all the technology left over and made us have spaceships and big cool laser guns how Judd Hirsch keeps living through all this shit is beyond me but Not only does. that, but Data, whatever his name was. Brett the, Spiner, the Brent yeah, Spiner, I yeah. forgot about that. He choked him out and killed him, and now he's back. Yeah. I was just in a coma. Yeah. So what? Who cares? They Who called it? me dead in the first movie, but no, I wasn't really. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just heard Andrew's mind get made up like, oh, shit, that's a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys brought up uh, James Bond Jr. in the last episode, and it was crap. Because I hadn't thought of that show probably since it was actually on, but right. But I it started me thinking about all those because remember they used to make all those shows and they just would come out with toy lines after them. Uh, yes, and they, the biker mice from Mars. Do you guys remember yes. that? Oh yeah. Oh my God, yes. I loved that, and I had all the toys. Oh, the guy, the the rat that had like the half robot face and arm, and the motorcycles that had all these cannons on i mean uh, yeah they were wicked they definitely i never had any of them but Mm -hmm. um i remember them coming out around the same time the power rangers maybe like right before the power rangers hit really big but um they were really kind of cashing in on the ninja turtle uh aesthetic i think it was easy to do when the ninja turtles was big because you can make any kind of animal anything went after the turtles like oh wow they're okay let's do 
well, you said the, the what were they called again? Mutant mice from Mars? Biker, Biker mice. mice. Biker mice, I'm sorry. Then you had what the street sharks. Mm-hmm. You, street had, sharks. you had SWAT cats. Battle toads. Yeah. The list I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more on that list. I mean, that's just a few yeah. in the front of our memory <laughs> right here. Right. But no, I, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, that kind of stuff. I remember watching that show. What was, what was it? Uh, Bucky O'Hare. That's what was on oh, the end of my tongue. I never watched that one. That comes up a lot on the show, but never did watch it. Yeah, I had a love sh- a love hate relationship with Bucky O'Hare. Like I would see it come on, but like, fucking Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> but then I'd sit down and start watching it and be like, you know, this isn't half bad. You know. <laughs> You could not get those toys anywhere. I remember trying to get, like, you, they were flying off the shelves, or at least the where Bucky I was. Bucky O'Hare ones? Yeah, I could not get, or you, you could never get Bucky. You could get, like, you know, one of the side characters. Oh, yeah. Well, why do they even bother with the side characters? Just put out a line of the main character and be done. Just it's a like a ton always... of them, so everyone can get one and be happy. When those stop selling, then you put out the boring characters. Yeah. Yeah, fight nobody to fight. I'm Bucky O'Hare with no one to fight. Oh, look, now I can. Yeah. I tell you, kind of way off topic, but just kind of we're touching on toy lines here, you know, and how they should be done. Might I just um, applaud, I think it was Hasbro that just did the Avengers Infinity War toy line. They were fantastic. They, for a $10 action figure, boy, you really got your money's worth. Really? Look at the shelf behind me here. Oh, yeah. That's That's all them. One of those is a Marvel legend. Drax, right? Drax is. But the rest of them come from that. They don't look perfect, but for $10, they look pretty good. They capture likenesses of the characters. Yeah. For sure. And uh, I was happy with them. So good on you, Hasbro. Good on (laughs) you. I don't even think I've seen those in the store. I haven't been looking lately, though. But they're coming out in waves. I bought Ah. the, the few. I bought Iron Man and, like, Thor and a few of the Guardians. It's like, okay, I'm done. We were in there, and then I saw a whole new wave came out with Strange and Iron Spider Man. I was like, "Uh oh, there goes more money." Oh, uh, what about have you guys either of you seen a Silent Place? Uh, wait, sounds familiar. What? What is? It's uh, that? a brand, brand new, brand new film. Uh, John it was his Krasinski, I think. It's something like that from he, The Office. He played yeah. Jim on The Office. I heard it's really good, right? That's everything I've heard, yeah. We just watched it the other night, and yeah, it's good. But um, the Silent Place title, I mean, it really lets you into what you're in for. It is really quiet. It's funny, uh, Brooke brought it home from Redbox, and you know she started a dishwasher before we started the movie. Normally wouldn't be a problem, except that this movie's so fucking silent that the dishwasher <laughs> is all you could hear. But um, great movie, great film, and... Um, they never allude exactly what it is, you know, if it is an alien or I'm, we're assuming that's what they are. I heard it was some, some kind of monsters or something like that. That's all uh, I've heard. They about. are. I mean, that's what they look like. But I mean, uh, you know, they don't ever bring the context like what they're doing what here, is. where they came from. And so I don't know if they are alien, whatever they are, they were horrifying, horrifying. Really? Horrifying, Jack. <laughs> Her mouth like opened in like five different places. Had like ten sets of teeth. Uh, that's uh, not what I like to see. And <laughs> just the slightest, slightest sound from miles away, they could hear it. You know, so it's just a movie of good so, manners and shut up. And how people, how they <laughs> adapted to this lifestyle. It was really good, hmm. really good. Strongly recommend it. Yeah, I gotta check that out. That's all I have, though, gentlemen. What about you? Uh, that's I probably could bring up some more, but we're running late. I guess we are. Andrew, did you have any more to list? No, no, I don't want to hold it up. Go ahead. Go for it, guys. Society6.com forward slash Pod. I'm not even worrying about transitions anymore, Jack. I'm no aliens on our T-shirts. No aliens on our T-shirts. But if you want them, we'll put them on there. I mean, yeah. you just have to let us know. We can put anything on those T-shirts you want. If you don't like our current uh, line. Okay. I'll make an alien put it on there. Just... Because. Just because? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, society6.com forward slash Pod. You can get yourself a t shirt, a coffee mug, uh, what else? Decals, coasters. Coasters. All kinds of different things. Your mother's on there. drapes. Your mother's drapes, ladies and gentlemen, with Candare <laughs> on them. You can't go wrong. Check off, and there's always a sale. 
Always, yeah. always a sale going on. Yeah, I mean, when you fall in love with a new podcast, you want to start wearing and repping that podcast, mm-hmm. right? Here's That's how you what do I do. It. I'm broke with all the podcasts I listen to. <laughs> Society6.com forward slash Pod. Go get some tasty mics. <laughs> all right, with that, let's swing open the door to the comic vault. Jack, would you please lead the way this week? Sure, I've got Death or Glory. When I was at the comic book store, I was looking for something new to read. And the guy working there pointed this out. He said, it's a good story. It's about a girl trying to save her dad uh, by getting a donated liver. Okay. So I thought, all right, this doesn't seem like comic material, really. But okay, it sure enough is. She, her mother died when she was a kid. So she was the, the, uh, the main character. I think her name is Glory. So that's where that name comes oh, in the title. Oh, yeah. I see what they did there. Her mom died, so I don't know if it was a boyfriend or just a, a male figure that was there, raised her pretty much. He pretty much went off the grid, getting rid of the social, anything that said who he was or anything, and he comes up with cancer. So now he doesn't have insurance, can't go to the hospital to get it fixed. So he's sick. He's got about a week to live, so she's going to do whatever she can to get him the, the transplant. So she ends up going on this big hunt to get money she wrecks into a cop car that was dirty cops going to make a deal with this mob boss with a bunch of money that goes awry so she ends up stealing the truck that the people were driving with the money thinking I'm going to sell all the shit in the back of the truck come to find out she stops here's knocking on the back of the truck it's full of uh, immigrants it was a good read. Not a lot of text. There was a lot of uh, aside talking to herself, just telling you the story and who she right. is. Not for young kids. There's a lot of swearing. I see. But uh, it was good. It was a really fun read. Definitely going to pick up the second one because it, it surprised the heck out of me how good it actually was. Huh. Was that just sorry just to go about the other one? That's Rick Remender, right? That wrote. Yes. That? Yes. Yeah, he's solid. I, I I've yet to really read anything that I don't like of his. Yeah, I was looking at it. I saw the name. I was like, man, I know that name from somewhere. I can't think of what else he's done, but... Oh, he's got, like, what? He's got Deadly Class out right now. Uh, you guys reading that? Mm-mm. No. Oh, fantastic. They're, the sci-fi series or channel is going to have a show, actually. Um, you guys can go check the trailer out when uh, we're done with this. But um, that's a great... Kind of like a John Hughes movie, but set in an assassin school. Uh, so it's like you get the high school angst, but it's like crazy violent and everybody's an assassin from different parts of the world and it's pretty awesome you guys should check it out sounds really good yeah, yeah. absolutely but, but yeah and he did Fear Agent that was another great one he's, he's, he's done a lot of awesome stuff well if he's on Image he's gotta be doing something right yep yeah no definitely very cool um, yeah a lot of good stuff from Image Death or Glory I'll have to read that alright Andrew would you like to go next yeah, uh, so the one I was reading is uh, The Inkle. Have you guys read that? No. Uh, the Ink? Like Ink Hole? It's spelled I-N-C-A-L. Is, uh, okay. I, I may be saying it wrong, but um, it's Mobius and uh, Jodorowsky. Um, I don't know when it actually came out. I don't know if it was the 80s or the, or the 90s, but it's a European comic. And it's just super crazy um, sci-fi action. Uh, basically, this PI uh, goes to you know do a job, and it goes horribly wrong. And he uh, gets this thing called the Inkle. It's like this little tiny uh, pyramid, and everybody in the universe wants it. And just shenanigans ensue. And it's just it's like an acid trip. It's just crazy and all kinds of action and creatures and worlds and and it's just just from the get-go it's just crazy and mobius anything mobius is beautiful so um yeah that's great i don't think i've ever seen or read anything i think i've seen some of this stuff but i haven't read it no same here everyone that does can't talk enough good about it right and uh, I need to write this down because when I say it, my name, I just I see ink hole. <laughs> so I N. So you said C O L. C A L. C A L. Ankle. Comic book store. Do you have the ankle? Yeah. Ink hole. <laughs> I what? just I have to see it written down for it to register. I guess. 
That sounds interesting. If you have Comixology Unlimited, I think the first chapter is free on Unlimited. I don't know if, if you guys got that, but... I do not know, but um, jumping online here really quick and looking, does it have the in front of it, or is it just Inkle? Yeah, it's the Inkle. Okay, yeah, okay, here it is. Very, I see a very futuristic element kind of stuff in there. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really cool. Did you guys see the Dune documentary by chance? No, no, I I think Jake's seen it, and he said it was amazing. Did he? Yeah. So it's like the same, it's the same guy that that was going to make that movie. Uh, and he made some crazy movies called, uh, El Topo was one of them. Uh, but like in the sixties, seventies, um, and just really crazy out there stuff. Uh, and then he got into writing comics. Uh, and I actually, these movies are too weird for me. I, I, I know that's probably sacrilege to some people, but I, <laughs> too weird for me, but his, his comics, um, and he's kind of a weird dude and not, not the greatest guy in real life, but his comics, um, are just out there and, and really fun to read. Um, so yeah, he's, he did a ton of stuff for, for European publishers. So yeah, give it, give it a whirl and Mobius. Yeah. Like I said, always good with if he's attached. I'll have to look into that. I've never even heard of this. Mm-mm. Sounds good though. All right. Well, what I am bringing this week is, uh, something we've had on the show before back on episode, uh, 156, we welcomed Michael Manimivable to the show uh, to one, we talked about video games, which was a hell of a good conversation. We got into talking about pirated video games, the pirated video game industry. Oh, yeah, that's a while. right, yeah, because he was from Korea or something like that, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah it was a long time ago, yeah. but um, my God, what an artist he was. He was on to talk about the recent release of his uh, book, Fathoms, The Art of Michael Manimivable. And um, this is just a collection of his artwork. And I know just talking uh, talking about a book that just features artwork on an audio-based format <laughs> doesn't really uh, always translate. But uh, I don't know what else to say other than it's gorgeous. I mean, Jack, you've you've seen some of his artwork in the past. Let me look How would you quick. describe it? Open it up. Because I was trying to remember. That's just text. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. It's great line work on there. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on the uh, on Google no, right now. Who I thought it was. Oh, is that Galvatron or not? Ultra. Oh, I can't remember that Transformer name. I'm I'm glad you uh, looked that up, uh, Andrew. The, uh, is there anything in particular you're looking at at the moment? Uh, let's see. Is it the cover where it's like a old deep sea diver taking yes. a helmet? Yeah. The helmet's coming off and like all the the yeah. s- smog stuff's coming out. Yeah, I'm a sucker for old timey diver stuff, so that was that's already a sell for me. But the interiors looks like kind of everything, right? It's done up into uh, different sections. Like the first one, the one that you'll probably like, is called uh, Flotsam and Jetsam, and features all that like deep sea diver kind of stuff. And then there's uh, what else is there? Inter Intertidal, which is a series based on childhood memories. It says there's another one called uh, Youth and Hope. Beasts, real and imagined. So you know, fictional and real. Oh, I remember this now. The creature in the spotlight of the yes. night streetlight with the monster wrapped around him, and the kid in knight's clothing. The final frontier, which is one of my favorites. Uh, there's a few sci-fi uh, inspired paintings in here, but then there's one of uh, Leonard Nimoy as Cap or uh, Spock. He wasn't the captain. What am I thinking? And uh, there's another one of David Bowie here that's really freaking cool. I think they had done that for a tribute to him, like, right yeah. after he had passed. Yep. Ah, uh, gotcha. But uh, what else? Love, Honor, and Sacrifice, which was featured a bunch of, like, uh, swordplay and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe not a bunch of swordplay, but <laughs> I see a lot of swords in a lot of these things. Anyway, strongly recommend checking it out. We'll have to put some more links up on the website and on Twitter. But um, I can't recommend this artwork enough. It is gorgeous. The art of Michael Manamivable. You can find him on Twitter at Mike Mano Art. Strongly recommend it. Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah, it looks really amazing. It's really, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, really yeah. Good. I'm, I'm glad you looked it up. I, we had some, uh, I didn't want to sit here and just go on about it. Have you guys? Like, <laughs> it was not who I thought it was. I, I, I think I know of. who you're thinking of, though. You're thinking of that real intricate uh, line, real intricate line work that we, the people we saw in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's what I thought of. Thinking of. 
All right. Well, with that behind us, let's just turn our full attention over to Andrew and talk about the body tales of Laszlo Kale. Andrew, I want to thank you uh, once again for uh, being here with us and congratulate you. It looks like you're about halfway through your Kickstarter and it looks like you're about halfway to your goal, past halfway. So uh, I'd say you're you're on the road to success, sir. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy about it. So hopefully, uh, yeah, by the time that we get to the end, we're, we're fully funded. Fingers crossed. I, I think you will be. I mean, tip, at this point, if you're above halfway funded, they say a big surge happens at the beginning. There's a lull in the middle. Yeah. And then another the big surge at the flows. end. So if you're already half, more than halfway there, sir, I'd say you've got this one in the I bag. So. I don't want to jinx you, though. I'm yeah. sorry if I jinxed you. <laughs> <laughs> the flat lines the rest of the campaign <laughs> if so let me know I'll make it up to you somehow maybe I don't know I'll record you a special podcast that's all I have to offer we got stickers <laughs> we <can't> stickers <laughs> perfect perfect so wow. uh, if we could start just by telling our listeners about the body tales of Laszlo Kale yeah so it's uh, it basically the, the protagonist is an uh, ex-gigolo turned art dealer who's tasked uh, with finding uh, the most notorious gangster in Paris, uh, his stolen painting. And uh, it's not just your ordinary Paris, it's uh, set in the future and right after an interdimensional time bomb uh, went off. So there's all these different simultaneous time periods kind of coexisting at, at once. Uh, so you'll see like dinosaurs and samurai and Viking and stuff walking around and then flying cars. And, and so it's kind of everything at once but instead of chaos it's kind of like this it actually really worked out well and so everybody's just kind of living in this 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 crazy city and uh adventures ensue i have to say that that's probably one of my favorite elements of this book is the setting you chose i mean you could have done this character in the similar kind of thing probably in just a very you know, the same kind of reality we know, maybe twisted a little bit, but you really not only put it in the future, but after this time bomb exploded and all these things can and do exist on top of each other. How did that uh, come to be? Where, what made you decide to go with that kind of reality? You know, I, it was kind of just, uh, I was absorbing a ton of things uh, at the time and I just kind of blended them up and, and poured them out and that became Lazlo. Um, but I was doing a lot of, uh, reading a lot of European sci-fi, kind of like the stuff that I was, I was talking about earlier. And then watching a lot of like the seventies, you know, crime, uh, French crime films, uh, and just what, reading a whole bunch of stuff. And it kind of just came out to be that. Um, and I was reading about art and art thieves at the time. Um, and that was just kind of, came to be that you know it was just really just a combination of things it's go ahead jack yeah i, I got a sense of the the european comics in it because there what was that movie that came out not too long ago with the uh, was the guy and the girl it was all real cg heavy uh, Val uh valerian yeah, yeah valerian just kind of uh, reading valerian and watch the movie like anything goes pretty much and you accept it because of what it is right and then once you get end of the story and find out what happened with the time bomb and everything morphing together it gets kind of that feeling it piqued my interest a little bit more to keep going into it yeah and it, it's actually something that uh, came up earlier in this episode I don't remember exactly what uh, cured it what alien we brought up or what world we brought up but we said you know it was one of those things where anything can go like you just were saying mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it's so true when I don't know the possibilities are endless and that's what keeps the I think the reader interested, uh, you know, just knowing that anything can anything happen. can happen, and you can't really be like, why? Be, well, because it it is. I'm going to say something <laughs> for Jake since he isn't here. You know, he said that samurais and dinosaurs <laughs> can exist right next to each other. Two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> you can't you can't go wrong. I, at least I don't think you can. And another great thing for backers here uh, on this campaign is that the book's done. It's ready to go to print, correct? Yeah. So I, I've had I have a couple Kickstarters under my belt. And one thing I always try to do is make sure that book's ready um, because, you know, I, I back a ton of them as well. And 
there's nothing more frustrating than being excited about a book or a premise and then it takes four years to come out right yeah right been there just, yeah real life happened. There. yeah <laughs> right so it's just I, it's something i didn't want to because even if when it's all done there still may be issues i mean i had a previous campaign where i planned it unknowingly right during uh chinese new year um so all of china shuts down and so the factories that were printing the book just stopped uh and so that delayed the books and one of my project previous projects so there's little things like even when the book is completely done things can happen sure. uh so it's, i try to have it done so that that you know once that the, the funds go through we can just send those pdfs right away and then uh, you have something while the, the books are at the printer. And this is a, not a project people are going to back and be, be getting like an issue one in uh, in the mail. This is a 48-page graphic novel, correct? Well, yeah. So the plan is to do – yeah, it's definitely oversized. Uh, the plan is to do two more issues uh, oversized like that and then collect them into a, a trade. But – yeah, definitely a, a meaty uh, first issue. So you- oh, wow. So it's a 48-page issue and not being considered a graphic novel. That'll come down the road. Right, right, yeah. So we got two more two more planned. Um, I see. Equally, equally in size. So, um, yeah. Well, that answered my next question. I was going to ask if this was a self-contained story or how far do you see it going, but at least two more books. Yeah, because the the last page we have an epilogue um, where we kind of open up some some more uh, stuff about uh, one of the other characters. I don't want to give away too much, but um, so we're going to focus a little more on on some of the other characters and kind of play with the world a little bit because uh, I didn't want to set up too many things in the first issue and overwhelm anybody, but there's a whole lot more with that world that we can play with, um, and that's something I definitely want to explore. You could just let your mind run for hours with the possibilities that you could come up with in this universe. Usually, yeah. Times existing, eras existing over the top of each other. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of two eras to mash up right now. Let's let's say the 1880s in the 1980s. <laughs> I mean, right? Can you imagine like having a bachelor party or 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 bar hopping in a, in this city? Like, I mean. You could literally just go from time period to time period. You oh know. man, yeah. Restaurants, hotels, what would those be like? Uh, I wouldn't eat in Disneyland the- anymore because. So let's say you jump into a past era and you eat at a restaurant there. When you jump into a future era, do you now have like hundreds of year old rancid food in your stomach? <laughs> ages all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, like catches up. No, that that you don't have to worry about that because we, we can make up the rules as we go on this. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything goes. That's what's so good about it. Uh, what about rewards you're offering uh, to your backers? So we're going to be uh, we have a, a Jim Rug uh, variant cover, which I'm a huge Jim Rug fan. I don't know if you guys have read, read uh, Street Angel or Aphrodisiac, but um, hmm. he's a great. That's the Street Angels through Image uh, currently. But uh, it's about this little girl who's like 13 year old skateboarder little girl who's also like incredibly good hand to hand fighter and uh, fights ninjas and all kinds of stuff and it's pretty awesome. Um, but he did uh, a variant cover for the book and I, I think he nailed it. Um, you can see it on there. But it, he's uh, he did an amazing job. Uh, we got some art prints. Um, we also have our the other titles that have put out um, and we have original artwork. Uh, so there's, yeah, definitely a lot of stuff to, to, to check out. A lot to entice the masses. And uh, this is a good-looking book, so I strongly recommend people go check it out. Uh, is Other than the Kickstarter, which we're going to have linked, is there anywhere else people should be checking you out? Uh, they can find me on uh, Twitter at I Hate Maxwell. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I couldn't find you. The... Uh... Yeah, no, I always like to play because it's good to have a good sense of humor with that. With oh, things. absolutely. I just kept searching Andrew Maxwell. I was like, that's not him. That's not him. <laughs> and uh, you can find us on Instagram uh, at Grenade Fight uh, or gr- Grenade slash or underscore fight. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And we'll link that stuff as well. Andrew, I want to thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, say really quick about the project before we uh, let you go? 
Uh, just, just a quick reminder that it's uh, it ends on the 8th. So definitely, if you're interested, uh, check it out. Um, and we, yeah, love the support. And I think you'll really dig it if you get to check it out. We're going to have that link on our uh, Twitter account and on our website. So, uh, yeah, just head over there, follow the link, and uh, show your support to Andrew uh, that way. But, uh, Andrew, thanks so much for being here, and uh, best of luck to you, my friend. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Jack, what do we have on the website? You go to cannedairpodcast.com. You can check out our special guests, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, visit the Hall of Heroes to see the Wall of Justice, check, them out some, check out some of our videos from our YouTube page, click on that merch button and buy something. And if you'd like to get a hold of us and say hi, or yell at us and say nay, send us an email on our contacts page. Or you can say hello on Twitter at CandarePod hey. Insta- or Instagram at Canned underscore Air in form of picture and tagging. Facebook right? also on can- at CandarePod. All kinds of different places to get that Candare goodness you so desire. And uh, speaking of places to get that goodness, we have another show uh, on the horizon that uh, we've been uh, kind of pumping up mm-hmm. here and there. Not too much because we're still in the beginning phases of making it. But as we get closer to, I'd say... September, October-ish, we'll be ready to launch our new show called What If. Uh, for those of you who have been around uh, Candare for a while, know that we have a... a uh, sometimes we'll dedicate an episode to... Uh, how do I word it? It's not so much a segment, it's just the whole episode's called What If, where we make a twist on reality, like we did... Like, what if magic really existed, or... Disney never existed. What if Disney or... had never existed. Hey, Roswell really did happen. Oh, yeah, That's we right. do have a, a what-if episode based on what if the events of Roswell in New Mexico really did happen. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think about that. Go check that out. We'll put that link in there as well. So we just did a but, spin-off of the what-ifs as if yeah, we, Candare, or not Candare, but Cheers and Frasier. <laughs> right. <laughs> Candare exactly. is the Cheers is what-if is the Frasier. Let's hope Frasier's more successful than Cheers. But <laughs> um, No, yeah, it's exactly that. We're going to be doing a whole series where we uh, look at just twists on reality and their effects on the world. We've re- recorded four episodes already, and damn, they're really good. Uh, mm-hmm. The I don't want to say what the topic is quite yet as to give anything away, but... At the end of it, we kind of sat here and looked at each other for a minute. It was a different kind of show than what we're used to here, just doing it kind of freestyle talking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that it wasn't script, not that it was scripted, but um, just a different feel. And I'm excited <laughs> to put it out there. We got full of ourselves and was like, damn, that was really good. That was really good. It wasn't even that. No, it was just that we had gone down this foxhole of thought and ended up in places of thought we never thought we would. A lot of them kind of had that. some realizations yeah. like, wow, like this is heavy, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but that in itself makes me think it's good listening material. Yeah. So I hope uh, the listeners feel the same. Find us on uh, Twitter at what if series, give us a follow and you'll be in the know when that show goes live. And, um, I think that about does it for this week. Oh, one more time. Don't forget the new season of Venture Brothers starting August 5th, Sunday at midnight. Set the DVRs, people. Don't miss it. Is that good? That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I am Jack Doherty. And I'm Andrew Maxwell. Thanks for listening, everyone. there's a fire in your house, be sure to get outside immediately. And once outside, get on CandarePodcast.com. Well, thanks for the tip, Blowtorch, but just one question. What about the fire? And no one is half the battle. G.I. Joe! There, I heard that too. Yeah, there's a f- telephone ring. I think. Oh, look out for the new Candy Alien merch. <laughs> History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. 
On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.